Why do interviews ask about recursion and so on when it's not really used on the job that much? Hey there, I'm Ian Douglas. I'm the author of the website, techinterview.guide, and I'm here to help people with career advancement and interview preparation. My live stream on Twitch covers topics such as company research, how to build resumes and cover letters, applying for the job, getting through interviews, and what to do during negotiations. I've coached thousands and thousands of people over the years to get jobs at the biggest tech companies in the industry, and I'm here to help you too. The following episode is taken from a longer live stream event and may contain interactions with other people in chat. Check out the end of the episode for more information. Let's get to it. Go to. All right, another anonymous question from our Discord community. Why do interviews ask about data structures like linked lists and binary trees or algorithms that involve things like recursion if they're not actually used on the job very often? In my 26 year career as a developer, I've implemented recursion twice. I've implemented what we call a prefix tree or a try one time in my professional career for something like an autocomplete. Now, that doesn't mean that's, that companies don't ever use these things. Some companies are very involved in these kinds of data structures and these kinds of algorithms. So it really depends a little bit on what kind of job you're applying for. If you're applying for a job which is doing a lot of low-level programming, then things like recursion and some of these more advanced algorithms and data structures are far more relevant. And this is why coming out of like a CS degree program, you're more likely to get these leak code style challenges than if you're coming out of a boot camp. But coming out of a boot camp or a coding program doesn't mean you're not going to get these leak code style questions because that's how some people know how to interview, or that's the only way that some people know how to interview is by giving a technical challenge. Um, but I, I believe very strongly if you've, spend any time watching my stream i believe that interviews need to be catered more to what you're actually doing on the job that the technical challenge that they give you or a take-home assignment that they give you needs to be highly relevant to what you're actually going to be doing on the job and not just a leak code style problem where you've got to try to figure out what that prompt is asking you to build and go build like a one function algorithm and then you're done so with that in mind um i think the idea here is you know, why, why do we have to do like linked lists in interviews if we don't actually use them on the job? Part of what I'm interested in seeing as a hiring manager is how much have you studied these things? Because it might not be, hey, go write me some code that uses the linked list. It might be, hey, what do you know about linked lists? What do you know about arrays? Why would I want to use a linked list over an array? Are there scenarios where I would want to use a linked list instead of an array? What are the benefits? What are the disadvantages of that? Are there kinds of algorithms that do better with one data structure versus another data structure? There's a problem that I outlined on a previous stream, a uh, recent stream actually, where we were talking about a particular technical challenge where I kind of use very vague wording and say, you've got a group of numbers and I want you to find any two numbers in that group that add up to a target. So I'm going to give you that group of numbers, and I'm going to say the target is 13. I want you to find any two numbers in that group that add up to 13. Now, I've, I've said very vaguely that you have a group of numbers. I haven't told you how they're grouped. A lot of people jump to an assumption that it's probably in an array. You can solve that problem with an array. You look at a value in the array, and then you scan the rest of the array for the other number that, when added to that first one, adds up to your target. You can do it faster and more efficiently 
if you use a hash or a dictionary instead where the numbers are the keys and the values like just a true or false or put them in a set. So it's telling me a little bit of, of like what have you studied when it comes to data structures and algorithms? Do you know why you want to use a particular algorithm over another? So these aren't generally used on the job as much, but there are scenarios where I would want to use a linked list instead of an actual array. Building out a stack, for example, it's more efficient to use a linked list where I can allocate a node, I add it on the end of the linked list, and when I'm done, I just uh, delete that node. Doing that on an array over and over again under the hood could trigger uh, something for the interpreter or, or the, uh, the code to actually do what we call garbage collection, where it says, okay, go throw that whole array away and go make another one, like memory copy everything in. So if you add a whole bunch of things in, it might over-allocate memory once you start deleting things from there, it might make a whole new memory copy and like free up all that, you know, previously, you know, pre-allocated memory and so on. And so doing all this like extra work under the hood can slow down your application. We're using a linked list. You're allocating memory that doesn't have to be contiguous or like all one big block in memory. You can put these nodes anywhere you want in memory and the, the software is going to take care of that for you. But when you put things in an array, they have to be all like next to each other in memory. That's just how arrays work. And so a lot of asking those kinds of questions are really asking you like, what do you know about the advantages and disadvantages of using particular data structures? Have you even studied that? It's okay not to have an answer, but that's a lot of what we're looking for in those interviews. So is it a bad thing that they're asking about data structures and algorithms that don't actually get used on the job? Um, depending on the job. I mean, if it's a low-level programming job, those data structures and algorithms are gonna be far more relevant. If you're building like end-user applications, especially things in JavaScript, like if you're a front-end developer, should you worry about recursion? Should you worry about all these you know, bigger data structures and so on? Maybe not, probably not. You could still get asked though, because they wanna know what you've studied. They wanna know the depth of your knowledge in a particular area, and that's part of the interview is to you, have you demonstrate your depth of knowledge in a particular area. And if you don't know how to do something, that's okay. You don't have to be an expert at everything we give you, but we hope you're at least gonna try. We hope that you're actually gonna you know, take a crack at it, try to break the problem down into steps and see how do I solve each of these steps now that I've identified you know, what all the smaller portions of that problem are going to be. How can I go solve each of those to come up with a whole solution to what it is you're asking me to build? So a lot of it comes down to the problem solving and decision making, but that stems from knowing why I want to use a particular data structure or why I want to use a particular algorithm. It might be from a memory capacity point of view. It might be from how much CPU time it takes to process something. Because that problem that I mentioned earlier with the group of numbers, you can solve it with an array, but it'll be an n-squared algorithm when we talk about big O notation. If you do it with a hash or a dictionary, it's an O-N solution. Worst case, you pass over all those keys one time. But if you do it in an array, you take the first number out of the array and you got to scan the rest of the array. And then you advance to the next number and you scan the rest of the array. And then you move to the next number and you scan the rest of the array. And so it's much, much slower because you're going over that data over and over and over and over again. And so we call that an n-squared algorithm. So if the data set is small enough, it doesn't matter. Like if you've only got 100 things in that array, it's honestly going to operate as quickly as doing it in a dictionary. 
Now, the actual number of steps that the CPU is taking is a lot more, but, you know, relatively speaking, they're both taking like a fraction of a fraction of a millisecond to go solve that. But when you've got millions of things in that group, it's going to have a much bigger impact. If I've got a million things in there, a million squared is a trillion operations. That's a lot longer to process than just going over a million things. But if I've only got 100 things, processing 100 elements one time and processing 10,000 elements, they're both going to run in a fraction of a millisecond. Nobody's going to no notice, like no human is going to notice the difference in that. So is it, is it a bad thing that companies ask these kinds of questions in an interview? No, not at all. It does feel weird, though, to be asked questions that you know are not going to be relevant to a job, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. My job as an interviewer is to determine the range of your knowledge, how well you know those concepts, and then to take that back to the team and see if that's what we want on the team. If there's something you don't know, that's okay. But our hope is that depending on the kind of work that you're going to be doing, that our interview process is asking enough of the fundamentals of the skills that we want you to have that we can make a good assessment about your technical knowledge and capabilities. Thanks for checking that out. I hope that you found it helpful. I always appreciate feedback, so please let me know what you think. I appreciate any subscriptions, so please tell your friends and colleagues about it as well. Check out the website techinterview.guide for more information about when I'm live streaming and all of my free content. Drop by a live stream anytime to ask questions or message me privately, whatever makes you most comfortable. See you next time.